podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the AI Fantasy Football Show. I'm the host, as usual, Guy Drinkle. Uh, joining me, I have Jay. How are you doing, buddy? Um, all things considered, okay. But it was a very, very poor week on fantasy football for me. So we have to come here and drown my sorrows with you boys. <laughs> it's a bad... I think it was a bad week for everyone, really, apart from weirdos who Captain Pookie. Um, none of them here. Oh, I wouldn't have them on. No. Um, and... Joining us as well is the other regular who was hiding in Berlin apparently last week. Still don't believe it. It's Simon. How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I know. Hi, Jay. Feels like a bit of a weird week after the monumental scores of week one. It was just all a horrible trick, and now we're back to the to the fancy football, um, the den points and frustrations and all that. Back to normal, really. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. And joining us for the first time is Mark Roberts, who you've probably heard on quite a few face-off shows. Uh, how are you doing, Bertie? How are you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just trying to wonder whether to do a wild card or not because the site's broken and not counting my transfers, which is grand. It, it's not been working very well all year, has it? Whether no. it be the app on the on the phone, on the iPad or on the laptop, it's it's not working very well at all at the moment. Absolutely. No. If only they, if only they had have had around a month, you know, to 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 fix all of these issues. But uh, <laughs> it's pretty annoying. If they take off twelve points off me for making transfers, I'm going to be shouting on the next pod. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, Hit the wildcard button. I can't. It says I have to make transfers. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we'll talk about the wildcard properly in a sec. Um, Mark, seen as you're newest to the show, I mean, how how did you do this game week? Uh, I'm on the wrong week, really. I should have been on last week. I heard you mentioning my team where I was top of the league last week and had a big fall from grace this week. A measly 33 points and have dropped down to sixth in the AI Contributors League. So, picked the wrong week to come on. A poor week, 33 points. Not too good. Um, who who were your biggest disappointments and who your uh, well <laughs> Starbends probably a strong word in that week, but who uh, the key man? The biggest disappointment is not organising my subs on my subs bench and having the hero that is Lundstrom in third place on my bench with fourteen points, using two out of the three subs who I think had a combined four points of Den Donker and Kelly. So not organising them, and I think you and Jay were mentioning last week, I've sort of gambled and gone Van Dyke, Salah, Sterling and Kane, four big powerhouses, and then fillers in between, and other than a Sterling goal, not much to show from those four, including Van Dyke conceding again, really. So my four big hitters all let me down, and there wasn't much scraps between the rest of them either this week, unfortunately. Yeah, I think that's quite a, a big story of the uh, the weekend, really. I mean, I, personally, I have De Bruyne, which is uh, unfortunate I didn't captain him, but him aside, I didn't really get too many points off any of my other big ones. Um, 
Simon, how how did you do this week? Um, not great as well. I ended up at forty two points, uh, which seems just pretty much bang in the middle average. I got everyone pretty much scored scored two points uh, apart from Mora Sterling, and then I had the armband on Aubameyang, so he ended up getting me twelve. And I got uh, um, yeah, that's actually pretty much it. <laughs> everyone else just didn't do a thing. Um, I had the unfortunate um, hindsight of taking Lundstrom out just about one day before the before the start of the league, thinking that he wouldn't play after they bought a new defensive midfielder, and went with the man himself, Rico, who has already been drafted because he's absolutely awful, <laughs> and uh, so that's annoying. But I, I think even those with Lunchtime. I think their fixtures are so bad that, like, I don't, you know, I think that's probably his haul for a little while. Anyway, he might pick up the odd point here or there, but um, I felt like rage transferring him in, but it uh, just felt so wrong. <laughs> so I think I'm just gonna have to ignore him now for a while. Oh, but yeah, um, it yeah, wasn't. Some, might be wasn't some a great absolute week. machine, though. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> He's not one Bissaka. Uh, he, he, he seemingly is this, this season. One Bissaka, <laughs> coming from a Ben Gibson owner. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoever picked the wrong four mil defender, just egg on face. I think. Um, Jay, how did you do? Uh, average, yes, again. Uh, nothing changes, at least I'm consistent. Uh, the average was 41, I got 39, and that was largely down to me two Arsenal players. Um, Sabayos, who we did mention last week, uh, started obviously, and he's the new golden boy of uh, the Emirates. He got me 11 points, and obviously, Aubameyang got me six. And then my captaincy was on Salah, which we discussed as well last week. He was the quieter of our from three. And then Wilson picked up me five points. I don't know how he got them five points, but I'm thinking maybe it was because he got the penalty win. Um, yeah. But then, other than that, it was all ones and twos pretty much across my team. Um, not a lot to shout about. I had the nightmare with the goalkeeping situation. I changed to Adrian, and then obviously the scare in midweek. I panicked and changed him again to Tom Heaton who obviously conceded a penalty conceded two <laughs> um, so yeah a great week all around for me if that's what one you want to call it uh, but I'm sure things can only get better because they can't really get much worse for me I'm sitting bottom of the um, money league very near the bottom of the uh, contributors league and bottom of pretty much every other league I'm in so woohoo beautiful absolutely beautiful uh, similar story for me as well. I, I got bang on the average of 41. Um, Henderson in goal from Sheffield United got me nine twos and ones all round in defence with Van Dijk, Montoya and Zinchenko. Salah six was my captain. De Bruyne 11, as I mentioned earlier. He's the only one really to write home about and the rest of them got twos and considering one of them is Harry Kane. I've, I have him on the draft as well. I think his stats were like, he had one clearance <laughs> or one shot, which is great. Um, so yeah, he got two points, but uh, we'll we'll talk about Ken later when we preview the upcoming game week. Constantly playing against Newcastle, um, but lads, I mean, this is going to be a transfer heavy show. I mean, people 
as seemingly panicking and doing a wild card or if the website's broke just making transfers and then get punished for it next week uh when it tells you you've got a minus 200 um but yeah it's it, it it's a it's a weird time and on a low average um game week people do tend to panic and stuff like that but i'm going to pick out a couple of players from my team and i'm i'm sure a, a few people have them i'm sure they're quite highly owned as well but i'm going to start with perez and um Jay, i'm going to come to you he, he has been awful for for leicester i mean i i watched um the game the other day he he was just non-existent and that was a problem with him at Newcastle, really. He went through goal-scoring spells, but some of the times he was just absolutely anonymous. And I think people gambling on going to a better team, it's simply just not worked. I know it's two two weeks so far, but in fantasy, you have to move off people quickly before they go down in price. And he, I, I reckon he'll be one who does go down in price soonish. Yeah, I mean, you, t- you touched on it there. He was, he was hit and miss at Newcastle. I think he's probably been bought on the basis of the last two or three months of the season when uh, Almiron come in, he sort of got a bit of a game out of him and then he, he dropped out the team. He was playing more off Rondon as a second striker. So I think he'd basically been bought on the last two, three months of last season. Um, and that was probably, I would imagine, maybe in your thinking when you've selected him. Um, but he's had a very quiet start and there's been quite a few players like that. Um, but he's obviously one of the big summer transfer moves. Obviously, Leicester were tipped to do pretty well this season. Um, they've obviously got famous Brendan in charge. Uh, but I've got Jamie Vardy myself and I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. Where Your head says, you know, Vardy will always come good and Vardy will probably get you 16 to 20 goals across the season. But then at the moment, he just doesn't seem to be doing it. And Leicester don't seem to be doing it as well as they played on Sunday against Chelsea. Um, you know, Chelsea were there for the taking. They were tired from midweek, as was we. Um, and they just they created without being too clinical. So it's it's one that you can probably look at with a lot of Leicester players. But in the midfield, the the six point five region, there's there's a few midfielders that you could you could probably throw a cloth over who you would have, and I'd imagine there's quite a lot in terms of the likes of Thielmans, Fornals. Um, who else is there? Lingard, maybe Lanzini. Um, I went for Mount myself. <clears throat> there's a lot of like, you know, mid-price midfielders, and it's getting that right one that right week. Because um, there's there's several out there that you could probably pick, and like the likes of Lamella this week, you you wouldn't have had him down as a starter, but he come into the Spurs team, he got a goal, he played quite well. But will he play next week, or will it be Lucas Moura? You 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 don't know with Spurs, are you? Especially the bankers are the the first teamers of who you know is like Ericsson and Son's, Kane. Sons back as well. Yeah. Um, so it it's really it's a hard one to go for. Like that six million midfielder is probably your fourth choice if you play four across the middle, which most people do. Some play five. It's it's one of them. Do you stick with them or do you actually gamble and try and switch them and see who's in form? Like you said, Mason Mount looks a player. I was impressed with them last week in the Super Cup as well. Yeah, and that, that's kind of where it um, stemmed from, obviously, scoring as well uh, helped. Um, um, Mark, on the other end of, well, the other problem position I had was Ryan Fraser. I know he's, he'll probably do well eventually, um, but 
he's had two easy fixtures, and I think he's got four points overall. I might be even wrong on that. Um, but yeah, Ryan Fraser, I, I thought most people probably think of him as a 7.5 um, sure thing, but he started the season anything but really. Yeah, just to cut him with my opinion on Perez, we were mm-hmm. saying somebody in our WhatsApp group, a couple of years ago I had him when he was at Newcastle and I was in a money league and I think he scored two and assisted on the last game of the season that got me enough points to have won that money league. So for now I am I am going to keep my faith with him, probably blind faith, but I think their, ne- their next two fixtures are fairly easy on paper. So you just hope with Sheffield United away and Bournemouth at home, there's potential there. And then if he's still not doing it, then it's the international break to have to have a look and see. But at the moment, he has been a disappointment, as Jay said, as as of most of Leicester. To be honest, I mean Wolves at home is you never really know what Wolves do. They can be very hit and miss. And then Chelsea away is a tough game, even though they have been away in Istanbul with us and a long trip and extra time, but. Two fairly tricky fixtures, so I will give him the benefit. But I've sort of, as I said in my team, I've got Salah and Sterling, so I've got two powerhouse midfielders and then two mm-hmm. cheap midfielders, Perez and Georgina. I gambled on him as a as a five million. I thought we're taking penalties. He might be worth the gamble, but again, he's been very poor in his first two games, booked in both. So, but looking around that. That sort of market, probably the one that sticks out to me would be Ndombele from Tottenham. Mm. 6.1 million. I think he, he's likely to be a, a mainstay in the Tottenham team. So he does rotate around that quite a lot. But I think a 6.1 million, that could be a Perez replacement. The jump from Giorgino at five to 6.1 is quite steep for. I think there might be something better you could do there. But for me, that that's one I'd certainly look at around the international break. If Perez hasn't picked his game up, would be maybe switching him to Undon Ballet. Similar sort of price point, but likely to play every week and at the moment vastly outscoring him. Yeah, yeah. And I think Undon is becoming one of them lock-ins as well, isn't he? Um, yeah, and a, and a lot of people as well, me, particularly sort of forget that you get clean sheet points for midfielders as well. And Tottenham do have a good defensive record, whereas, as we all know, being Liverpool fans, Rodgers doesn't tend to be the best defensively and in keeping clean sheets and keeping the goal tally down. So you're even going to get more points off him defensively as well as attackingly. So that's certainly something I'll be considering. Yeah, it's a very good point. I mean, just getting the extra points on from midfield, it's... Yeah, we don't we don't need to mention this is a Liverpool podcast. We don't need to mention for Rogers' time. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but um, Simon, any um, transfer question marks for you? I know, I know people are, are looking for value everywhere, but I mentioned my two. Have you got any? I've already made my two. Yeah, I actually oh, yeah. I've so I, I banked um, transfer last week with the plan of doing Aubameyang to. Kane and putting the Ironman on it, but I just wasn't that impressed with him. And Pukki appeared, and not that I think he's gonna in any way outscore outscore um, Harry Kane or or those players. I just think he's one of those people who screams like he could 
rising value very fast and he's probably someone that you can hold for a long time and he should score quite well and um and I can use that money then to kind of improve my midfield so I did Perez for Martial and I have enough mm-hmm. money in the bank to do more to to Brian and next week after they play Newcastle at home because I think by then there'll be way too many options in midfield that it probably won't be worth um, I don't think Mora will get enough matches from Dijonena, but I'm hoping that he'll play him next week after he scored over the weekend and Son might take one match to be kind of fit back in. So I'll look at doing something like that and moving to a bigger midfield and kind of leaving it a little bit light up top for now. But um, yeah, I think I think I just feel like I just kind of I think I panicked a little bit <laughs> um, at the weekend, but I'm pretty happy with Pookie for now. It just he feel, he just feels like you know one of those people who can score against anyone, and I've been very impressed with Nards, despite the fact that um, they had one really really easy fixture. I think they looked very they just look like a team who are. I have to sort of score, so it's definitely well worth investing in at least one of their options. And Irons as well is another one who looks like he might be a, a nice person to pick up at the back as well. Yeah, I quite like the look of that Cantwell as well. Who did, oh, yeah, he, he looks did well good. against us, Disney, and then he got, I think he got two assists or something like that in the, in the middle of the week. I think he was only 4.5. I imagine he's gone up by now. Um, I think he went up one. Yeah, but he might yeah. still be four point five. But he is—that is another good option. And he's the type of—I mean, you can nearly play him most weeks, or maybe mm. rotate him with someone like Lundstrom. And if you wanted to just fit that extra kind of big person in, like Kane or De Bruyne or Mane or something like that, it might be something worth looking at for people on the old wild card with the itchy trigger finger oh yes Um, don't tempt me Um, but yeah you you mentioned Martial there um, and Jay we mentioned him last week when we saw he was playing up front uh, Mark, I know you don't do United and Everton players, but if you if we forget that for a minute, is Martial almost a must own if you don't abide by non rival rule? Uh, yeah, that that's the hell I'm going to die on for some reason. I've I've stuck with my guns for that in the no United or Everton, and but yeah, I'm happily singing Sterling's praises and wanting City to do well, even though there are our main rivals now. If you like for for success, certainly, rather than rivalry built on pastures gone by. He's looking good, isn't he? He is looking very mm-hmm. good. Scored again last night. It's It was a lot easier hill to live on when United were rubbish and not doing very well under the Moyes era and Van Gaal area. It is becoming tougher, and they are getting players now that are scoring points, but I am going to stick with my guns and, and not and not pick any of them, but I can certainly understand why people are getting Martial for the price he's at, at the points he's scored. I mean, currently I've got Haller up front at seven and a half million. That's, I know he was injured last week, but it doesn't even look like doing anything. So when you're looking around that price mark for an alternative, it is tricky when you're not having United or Everton players. 
Yeah, is it? How how long have have you done that? Just since you've started FPL, or is it something that kind of dawned on you one, one day? I I think a few years ago I had Coleman for a little bit. I've ne- I've never really had any United players because all, all my family are United players, so I've always had this argument with United players. My brother, especially, and I'm always in a league with my brother and always trying to beat him. That's other than money leagues, that's the main one I want to beat is my brother. So it's just, as you say, it's stupid, it's pathetic, it's, but it's the hell I am going to die on. I, I just, it just winds me up. I remember being at Anfield a few years ago when we played Tottenham and Vertonghen scored, I think he scored one or two. And the guy behind me was like, oh, well, at least I've got him in my team. And it just wound me up. That <laughs> you, you just get that mentality and I just can't bring myself to celebrate a United or Everton goal just because they're in my team. It's the same with when I have a little bet. I don't bet on United or Everton because it's like, well, if you bet on them and they don't win, at least they haven't won. But I can't be cheering them on to win my bet. It's, as you say, it's a stubborn, petty little thing that I do, but it's what I do. And and for now, I am going to stick with it. But Mm. I've made it. It's not a secret, so... If I do cave in, I'm sure I will be pulled up on it by by you guys and and oh, many no, many others. It, it, it's quite common. I mean, I've I've seen a few people who don't who don't do it as well. Um, it, it it's just some. I mean, it, yeah, as you said, it was easier when United are bad, but now no, they've got a couple options. Like uh, maybe um, and Everton, uh, we've got down to talk about as well. Um, Jay, we mentioned Martial again last week. As I said, have you? Have you Ready to pull, or do you have him? Or are you ready to pull the trigger on him? Because scoring two weeks in a row and United literally only have him and Marsh, uh, him and Rashford uh, as as um, concrete options up front. Yeah. Okay. So I'm probably thinking of switching to Martial probably in the next week or two. I'll probably regret it because he'll probably go up 0.2 by then. Um, but I'm sort of holding out on Will Saha coming through for Palace and carrying them but at the moment it doesn't even look like it's going to happen for them um, and then I've got Bernardo Silva as my other like, mid-range midfielder and obviously it's Pep's Wheel of Fortune who plays each week he, he obviously as we said last week he would probably feature against Spurs and he did but it was De Bruyne who obviously uh, picked up the torch of the, the key man in midfield so I'm sort of hitting the post or firing wide with my midfielders at the moment but I would probably look to maybe go heavy across the midfield. I think it was a tactic that we spoke about across the summer and across uh, a couple of the early season pods that to go heavy on midfield and maybe go light up front because if you're going up front, then the chances are you're, you're probably going to go with Omiang or Kane and then it's a couple of others. I've sort of gone mid-range with Callum Wilson and Vardy, as I've mentioned, and nothing's really working for them at the moment. Uh, so... I could be tempted to maybe drop down to a, a low price forward like Timo Puchy, who seems to have the, the bit between his teeth and maybe bulk up my midfielders if that's the way to go in the future. Yeah, it's it's a weird. I, I went straight on Puky as soon as the final whistle blew on Saturday. Chris, Chris Wood, man. It's Chris Wood. Oh. Such a dickhead. He's, he's literally a lump of wood at the moment, isn't he? Yes. Does well in pre-season. Put him in my team over Ashley Barnes, who I had in my, one of my drafts. And then he does shit. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've got on Pookie as well. Um, 
as well as Martial and Mason Mount. As I said, I'm going to shout next week when it takes the point off me because I can't play my wild card now. Um, principal, um, what else did we have to talk about? We have you, you, quick question on mm-hmm. can we take it back to Mark? Yeah, and obviously as as Everton Man United thing. Um, obviously Everton have started the season relatively well in terms of they've had not much competition to play against, but they've kept two clean sheets. Obviously, you, you probably work like I do around a few Evertonians and all of a sudden they've got a little bit of life in them. Um, are you not tempted by Digne or Mina at the back just a cheap option in defence? Uh, the temptation is there, as you say. It's Again, it's hypocritical, but when, when there's many involved, it sort of clouds your judgment a bit, doesn't it? So now there's money in our in our AI league. It is it's pushing me close to, to revisit my stance, if you like, but at the moment I'm gonna stick with it. I think at the moment yeah. I've sort of got Van Dijk and Zinchenko and then it's Vertong and I banked on, but he's not been playing for, for whatever reason. Poch has gone with Sanchez and Aldevero. I thought Vertonghen would be the mainstay in that defence and then them around so I think the Tongan's 5.4 so if you look if I'm looking mm. to get rid of him because he's not playing and and maybe look for a 4.5 to 5 million and, and that half a million booster Georgino at 5 to a 5.5 that's an option really that I'll, I'll look for for this week same as Simon I didn't make a sub for week 2 so I have got 2 to do for this week so the Tongan will certainly be one that I'll be looking to to get out because it's just pointless having him at the moment. So I think mean is 5.5. So it's not really saving me money on that, really. I think that's yeah. that's the stance I'm gonna I'm gonna look at. I mean, the one that sticks out for me is Peters of Burnley. He's only yeah. four and a half million. He started really well, but I've got Pope and Hart as my goalkeepers. Again, that's the way I've done it the last couple of years is have a reserve goalkeeper from the goalkeeper I've got, and then you're always sort of guaranteed goalkeeper points. Pope yeah. and Hart are both four and a half million, so I'm not really losing anything there, but if Pope doesn't play Hart or play, rather than, I suppose you could go for Matt Ryan, and then he, he'll always play as well. But again, I was saying to Guy off, off mic before we started recording, it's so frustrating for me having points on your bench that you can't use. So again, my tactic tends to be to go for eleven or or maybe twelve and have have a player on your bench that's gonna pick you up points for if somebody doesn't play. But if you've got points sound second and third place on your bench, to me that's just so frustrating. And I'd rather gamble and and have a more expensive players and just fill my bench with four million pound players. You might want to stick on Burnley for now, considering the next two fixtures are Wolves away and then we obviously go to Turf more before the international break. But yeah. then it does become slightly better for them. They've obviously got uh, Brighton, Norwich and then Villa. So if the time is maybe, as uh, Guy was saying with Chris Wood, um, you might want to just hold off Burnley for a couple of weeks and then maybe go for them after yeah. the international break when they have a few more favourable fixtures, really. Again, a, a little quirk that I do, I try and avoid having two from the same team in defence or in goal, I try and avoid that it's the downside of that is if you get a clean sheet you're missing double points but if they do get a spanking which, which they're capable of Burnley, don't get me wrong Dyche can 
hold out the best of teams and keep a clean sheet, but at the same time, they're capable of shipping four or five and you don't really want four or five against two players going in. So it's just difficult to try and find somebody to bulk money up. Yeah, there's a, there's a few in four five. I mean, maybe we'll talk about it towards the end. Um, but whilst we're on defence, uh, Simon, I'll I'll come to you on this. Um, Liverpool, obviously, have everyone, I imagine, has one or maybe even two Liverpool defenders, or even one of the goalkeepers. Um, but we've not started the season that well defensively. No, <laughs> I mean. I currently have Robertson and Van Dijk and I've seen a lot of people either getting rid of one or even both and especially as people who are on who are who have played their wild cards seem to be just completely just ripping up it's a little bit early for me I mean Allison being eight I think is has a fairly big effect on it yeah and the Adrian thing was just like such a fluke. You know, it wasn't like we, we've not looked particularly amazing at the back, but I think that should have been a clean sheet. Like that was a pretty weird goal, you know, like that's not, you know, that was just a weird thing. So I don't, I'm, I wouldn't mind that. And our fixtures are still pretty not nice. I mean, Arsenal at home, you just don't know, no idea what they're going to do. Like they're not, like I think the only way that they're ever going to win that match is to just go all out attack because they just don't have a defence. So I'd be quite surprised if we kept a clean sheet against Arsenal. But we do have the attacking thread as well. I mean, we saw Van Dijk score in week one and Trent got a got a assist. And Robertson has looked like... He's been playing quite far forward. He's had a. He seems to be taking a little bit more, taking more shots than last year, even. Um, and he seems to impr- have improved a slight, which wouldn't be high. <laughs> he had some awful shots last season. Uh, God help the guy, but um, he works hard. He's a good player. And uh, I don't know. It's. I guess if you really need the money to bring in, like a bigger midfielder or. Harry Kane or something like that. Maybe I could see a world where you could downgrade, say Trent or or Andy Robertson to someone like Lundstrom or four point five just to boost your midfield, and it could pay off. But I just think it's risky still. And um, if I was on a wild card, I'd probably just leave in one, and I'd probably just leave in Van Dijk because he's just that. He's 0.5 less, and I think he's. Um, I think he has a few more goals in him this year. But yeah, it's a it's a weird one. But we seem to be playing. Um, we don't seem to have that same kind of. The, the, I think it's the midfield for me that's the problem. They're not really yeah. helping out the defense as much as we were last year. So hopefully, I have a feeling that Klopp will fix that quite fast. So I'd imagine by after Arsenal, I think I expect to start to see a lot of improvement in the way that we play, and hopefully that will result in clean sheets. Then, um, yeah, Simon made a, a good point at the start of that with, with Allison being a huge miss. Um, 
is is there a shout that it it's almost too risky to over invest in the Liverpool defence whilst Allison's not there? Because we saw, I mean, Southampton we didn't defend too well in general, but a mistake from the goalkeeper and then all of a sudden everyone's clean sheets points and most Liverpool fans like almost have a heart attack at the end of that game. So it, it, it maybe people who have won maybe two. It's time to limit it until Allison comes back because, albeit Adrian was good in the first half, th- those are the types of mistakes that kind of ruin. I mean, just from a pure FPL point of view here, it it kind of does ruin the weekend for heavy heavily invested defenses. Yeah, I mean, I started off the season with Allison and just Trent uh, in the defense from Liverpool because obviously it. It's cost heavy to have more than two, maybe three. If you would, I've seen a few people have gone strong with either Van Dijk and the fullback, and maybe Allison, just to try and go on the back of our clean sheet record last season. Um, but obviously, then you negate the fact that you could probably have Mane or Salad or Firmino up top. Um, but I think the whole Adrian thing is a little bit blown out the water. Um, you've got to bear in mind. The guy's not played any football really since January. I think his last appearance was West Ham in the mm. FA Cup. He was shanghaied into the club, um, threw in at the deep end after being there about two or three days, and then obviously the euphoria of the the Super Cup, and then the freak injury of uh, the celebrations when someone ran onto the pitch. So you 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 wonder if he is not a hundred percent fit. I would probably say he's not given the fact that we haven't got much left to choose from. We've got a 35-year-old third-choice Preston slash Middlesbrough keeper from last season. And then we've got a 17, 18-year-old Irish kid who's just come back from a broken wrist, and that's it. And had a sprinkle um, last night. <laughs> well, yeah, but then he was... I, I didn't oh, see the saying, game, but yeah, yeah, he, they had Michi up front. So, you, you know, he is a he's an international striker playing yeah. against kids, so... Uh, but yeah, away from the fact of that, I I would stay away from Liverpool until any more Liverpool defenders. I'd probably go with just a one until we do get Allison back and things start to settle down. It's been a, a hectic start of the season, so I think that's probably playing a part in it. He's chopped and changed with Gomez and Massip, and for me, it probably he had to stick with Massip given the performances of the second half last season and. Even coming into the season, he, he looked he looked solid and settled, and um, I think he Klopp's trying to force Gomez in as and when he can. But there's a time and a place, and I think he's probably going to be too soon on trying to get Gomez into the team. He, he's he's um, he's forcing it a bit too much. I think we probably would just be better keeping a solid back four and getting a little bit of continuity with the goalkeeper because. As we said last week, we don't know how long Allison's out for Klopp's few weeks. It could be Salah's two weeks or it could be Gomez's three months. We still don't know. Um, so, yeah, for me, I'm just going to stick with Trent for now and um, hold off until Allison comes back and then probably give him a game or two to, to bed in and then I might switch back to him if I've got the money. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. The, the one defence option is probably best at the minute. Um you said you jumped on. I think you said you jumped on Adrian, then jumped off him as well. Is, are you kind of happy that I know you took a minus for it, but are you kind of happy that didn't happen? Now, 
with the defensive instability. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gained anything really. Maybe a point of that, because um, obviously I said I went to Tom Heaton and I, I went there based on like the long term fact of mm. the next three or four weeks. Villa have have kind of got generous fixtures. They play Everton at home Friday night football this week. You'd like to think that Villa Park will be behind them, um, and then they've got Palace who are doing nothing at the moment, as we've said. Um, home to West Ham, and then they go to. Also, they go to Arsenal, and then they've got Burnley. But Arsenal is the twenty second of December, and if Cyberundish was to be believed, he said he wouldn't likely see Allison until at least the Newcastle game, which is the week before. So if he's right, which side tends to be with a lot of injury stuff. Um, we could see Allison back either for the Newcastle game or that game week, which is actually when we go to Chelsea. So that's yeah. probably pretty big if we can get him back for that, if he is fit. Um, at that point, yeah, if I've got the money, or I'll, I'll juggle about. I'll even take a minus again to to get Allison back in because you're pretty much guaranteed a clean sheet every other week, especially when we come to, to play at home. We're pretty formidable, aren't we, at Anfield at the moment? We've not been beat there for... Over two years, I think it is now. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Um. So, M- Mark, I'll come to you. Any feel free to add anything on the on the Liverpool defence as well. But in the first few weeks, and including the Super Cup as well, we've kind of seen Chelsea settle into a team kind of thing. And obviously, they were one of the biggest question marks before the season because we had no idea who'd be playing where and stuff like that. But with Chelsea, I think they've got a much improved fixture list now. Yeah, Norwich away, Sheffield United at home, then Wolves away. Uh, the next three. Uh, Chelsea becoming an option now. I mean, Emerson started the season quite well, I think. As I said, I went on Mason Mount earlier. I wouldn't touch any of the strikers with a barge pull just yet. And Pedro and Pulisic have looked somewhat promising and not too expensive apart from Pulisic. Are Chelsea now... An option in in FPL. I think so, possibly. Yeah, they they have had a tricky start, haven't they? I mean, United away, which is Ollie's at the wheel. United, it's still United away, which is still a very tricky fixture. Then playing us in the Super Cup away, and then Leicester at home isn't the easiest of fixtures. Yeah. Granted, it's one we'd be hoping to win, and, and most of the top six would be looking to win, but. It's by no means a given, so it has been a tough start. And again, maybe it's to their advantage. They couldn't really sign anybody, so he sort of knew what he was doing from the offset, really. But he is starting to settle on on a team now, isn't he? So the only one I've had really is Giorgino at the moment. I thought for five million, he was pretty much guaranteed to play every week. He took penalties. Again, when you when you're looking at defence, you, you you look sort of Liverpool, City, Spurs, Chelsea as the ones that would concede the least. The only the only question mark you'd sort of have over that is you would imagine when Rudiger's fit, mm. Rudiger would be first choice again. Zuma looked really ropey against United, but then against us he looked a lot better. So I suppose it's similar to what we've got with Van Dijk, Matip, and Gomez. Really, that they're picking two from three. Yeah, when you think Rudiger, Zuma, and Christiansen, that that might be an issue as to who he's going to go with, and because again, it's it's frustrating when you pick one and they don't play. So 
at the moment it is Christiansen and Zuma, but that's because Rudiger's injured. The full backs he seems pretty set on. I think Azpilicueta's club captain, so he'll be pretty much nailed on at the moment. Emerson's getting picked ahead of Alonso, which I think most Chelsea fans would agree with. So it is a fairly settled back four. So Rudiger's the the awkward one in the mix when he's fit again. What they do, Kante, fantastic player. He was superb against us, but you don't really think he's going to score or assist that many as, as good a player as he is. You're not really getting the fantasy points. And then again, between Pedro Pulisic and, and William, when William's fit or available again, it's going to be two from three. It's it's which two he picks. And certainly though, in my luck, I'd, I'd go for the odd one out. <laughs> if I was to go for one of them, it'd be that one that gets rested that weekend. But again, with their two fixtures you've got coming up, if there was money there, at the moment it is Pedro and Pulisic that are playing. So possibly adding one of them to but they're two easier fixtures coming up and it's one, it's one game a week now isn't it there's no midweek games mm-hmm. so we'll have the full week to work on them and, and build some shape and build some ideas up so that would possibly be an area you'd look at and then it's, it's just getting through the next two game weeks really isn't it until the international break and then you've got a better idea then on who's playing who's not when these players start getting fit again yeah, I'd agree with all that. It, it, it's an interesting one with uh, with Chelsea. Um, again, just if they had that striker, all these would just be like proper bargains. But Giroud's not. Well, he's a decent goal scorer, but he's not going to get you twenty odd. Tammy Abraham looks like a championship striker, and I I don't know who Mitchy's slept with or whoever's higher up he slept with. But I, <laughs> I don't know why he doesn't get a game. He's probably better than he's probably like a good mix of both of them. So it's just a it's a very strange situation with uh, them up front. Um, Simon, anything to add on on Chelsea? If not, feel free to move on to Man City, who every fantasy pod we need to talk about, really. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much. I think I wouldn't really know what else to add for the Chelsea stuff. Um, the only person I personally am really thinking about bringing in his mount as well i just think for the price that he is he's he definitely passes the passes the old eye test anyway and i think he's looked very good it's just a matter of waiting to see is he going to be nailed on every week or will there be a little bit of rotation with the likes of barkley and stuff but um i think for his price point it's he is definitely worth Taking the risk on anyway, and he's on my one ones to watch. Um, Emerson maybe as well, but still, yeah. I think um, I think I read that Rudiger played a full match with the U team possibly, or with a B team or something. So he could be back. I'd say probably after the international break, if not before. So see if that affects them and then. I'm sure with him back there, they'll be a lot better at the back. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think Rudiger, albeit not the best. He played last night, I think. Did like, he? Did he? Sorry, guy. Yeah, he played played the full 90 against us last night. Okay. It'll be interesting to see how it impacts the next one. So, yeah, mate, if anyone's looking, I think Zuma and Christiansen are both five. I, I moved off Christiansen when I saw Rudiger was coming back myself. Um. 
Simon, I'll, st- I'll stick with you for Man City. Uh, I imagine most people have two, if not three. Um, I mean, I know, I know the Drew whispers, but God damn, they, they still look good. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. I I hate the fact Kevin De Bruyne is not a Liverpool player. Like, it, it annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's scary that he's back, isn't it? Uh, he's just looks, he looks like... He looks like how he did the year before last, pretty much. Like he's just playing, and he's playing really advanced as well. He's getting himself in the box. He's getting himself on the wings, and he's cutting inside and playing just perfect balls. And he's just, he's 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 definitely the best midfielder in the league by quite a fair bit. Um, and the fact that he was pretty much injured for most of last season is really, really worrying in terms of the league. But from a pure, a, pure, a purely FPL point of view, he's definitely underpriced. Partly, well, basically that he wasn't really around last year. Um, I mean, he's the type of person who should really be about eleven million, if not even twelve. Um, so 9.5 is definitely a bargain. I nearly went with him at the start, but I decided to go with Sterling instead, which proved to be the right pick, but I definitely think there's no reason why you wouldn't want them both. Um, I'm going to bring him in next week. I could have brought him in this week, but I just think Martial is a better fixture. And um, just Burnley away, it could be like a one nil type thing but there is also the high probability that that's sm- smashed in like 5-1 or something so um, and then Aguero as well is of course always one of my favourite fancy football um, options at 12 million is very expensive so I, I mean you couldn't really well you, you could own all three but then you'd be putting all your eggs in one basket anyway but um I think for me, I think I'd be either looking at something like Sterling or or Aguero with with Kevin, and then maybe a defender. Yeah. Um, but it still looks a little bit iffy as to who's going to play. But for the moment, it seems like the best is probably to go with um, Zinchenko five five. He seems fairly nailed, and no one knows what's going to happen when if and when Mendy is back fit again. Yeah, absolutely. I think God, Mendy started against Spurs as well, didn't he, over Stones, uh, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, Jay, Man City conundrum, it, it's going to be every season until like they eventually get done for the financial stuff, um, I suppose, allegedly. Um, got to add that in. But yeah, Man City, I mean... For me personally, I think Kevin De Bruyne's almost a must own at, at that price point. There's no one else really in in that price bracket who who has his output. Um, and yeah, Zinchenko's probably must own, as Simon says. But is it is it too much of a balance act to get Sterling, De Bruyne, and another? To Jay, sorry. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, probably it depends if you have got Mo Salah, and I yeah. think. The majority of people have so. Um, I think if you've got Salah and Sterling, then you're probably then looking around about the 
the six to seven million pound midfielders. So you might be able to squeeze De Bruyne in, but then that will probably be it because um, you're going to have to cut your money somewhere else. Um, for me, I say I've, I've got Bernardo. Last season, I did put De Bruyne back in for the last half a dozen games, maybe when he did come back from injury, but he clearly wasn't fit and he didn't do much. Um, so I went, I went on him four months too early, basically. Uh, but I probably will try and squeeze in the Bruyne, depending on how Bernardo does in the next couple of weeks, because he's actually dropped from eight to six point eight to seven point nine over this week. I've just noticed then because uh, I've made a live transfer, so I've swapped with Sahar and Martial. You sold me on the pod to have Martial, <laughs> and then looking at the fixture list, Palace go to United didn't realise that this weekend. So, um, yep. Live pod, live transfer. Um, and then I'm not going to take a minus because I took one last week. Um, yeah, maybe the Bruyne after the international break, but then that might also be wildcard time. We never know. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, Mark, feel free to add anything on, on, on City again, but we kind of got to go to the other end of the... Uh, of the league at the minute. I mean, I've put... This is how I've done the agenda. Newcastle, very shit. Wolves being a bit shit. But they'll get better. Um, so, at the other end of the table. I mean, are Newcastle now the easiest fixture in the league? I'll just jump in with City, just quickly. At the, at the moment, the two I've got is Sterling and Zinchenko. So, my other midfielders. Jorginho, Perez and then Donker. so at the moment I'm starting Perez and Jorginho, if I took those two out and put De Bruyne in I'd have like 2 million to get another player, mm-hmm. so if I want to add De Bruyne as well, there's going to have to be either a wild card or a few more weeks of tinkering to get it and then as I said at the start, I'm already sort of cheapened the rest of my team to get Van Dijk Salah, Sterling and Kane in, so at the moment, it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to add that third City player in. Uh, with regards to what you're saying, Newcastle just look a mess. They look an absolute mess. I mean, fair enough, losing a home to Arsenal isn't isn't the be-all and end-all. I think Arsenal have, have improved massively over the summer. They've had a, a very good window, especially going forward. They still seem a bit of a shambles at the back, but... I was with Mark on Saturday, the, the Norwich fan you had on face-off, and I said to him, as a Norwich fan, that's that's a game you really need to be winning if you want to stay up. But at the same time, I would have quite easily said to a Norwich, a Newcastle fan, that's the type of game you can't afford to lose if you want to stay up. A draw probably would have done Newcastle, to be honest, but it wasn't just they lost. It was, it was the manner in which they lost. And fair enough, this Shelby got a consolation goal at the end, but I think that was... Similar to Norwich scoring against us. I mean, Norwich had got 3-0 up and almost switched off, really, and Ford started turning to next week's game against Chelsea. And, and what they're going to do then, they just look a poor team. But obviously, Liverpool fans were going to big raffer up. But you've got a league-winning manager in Spain, a Champions League-winning manager with Liverpool, and you're replacing with a championship manager. And fair enough, they have spent a bit of money this year. But again, they lost. Perez, who was doing really well, they lost 
Uh, who was it from for him last year? Rondon, that's the one. He went to China with Rafa, who, fair enough, he wasn't a prolific goal scorer, but he was the sort of focal point of their team, a bit a bit sort of like Bobby is to us, where just a completely different team where he doesn't play. And they just look look like a nothing club at the moment, just like they're drifting away to nothing. And that's sort of one of the, the tacks I do when I'm looking at transfers is look at who's playing. And at the moment, it's probably Newcastle is the first team I look for, for who's playing them. And they're away at Spurs. And I'm normally a... 30, 35 weeks of the year, Mo's my captain. I'm thinking for this weekend, it's going to have to be Kane because yeah. it's almost a banker that he's going to score at least one against that defence. Tottenham will be right up for it. They played fair enough. They went brilliant against City, but they got the 2-2 draw there, it's, which not many teams will get appointed City. You think they'd be well fired up for that in their new stadium and you just can't see anything other than Newcastle struggling really all season. Yeah, I mean, I'm full agreement. I mean, as soon as Rafa left and you you saw who was linked with the job, I just felt, yeah, they're, they're favourites for relegation now. I know they spent money, but they bought a striker who I think got a knock in that game. And I think he's like never scored more than 10 goals in a season. So, you know. Um, Almiron looks fancy, but I don't think he's scored a goal yet. Um, and. It just looks like they're trying to copy what Rafa did, but not as well. <laughs> so ultimately, I agree that the 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 worst fixture, they're the best fixture to have in the in the league, and I, I, we'll we'll talk about captains to finish in a minute. But yeah, <laughs> spoiler, it'll be captain. I might even triple captain. Um, Simon Wolves have obviously had a difficult start fixture wise in in the league, having Chelsea and Leicester, and obviously their balance in the Europa League as well. Um. But Jota was somewhat of a everyone's bargain at the start of the season. A lot of people have Jimenez, and, I, and he got much love on these podcasts last season as well. Um, but do, do people need to reevaluate with Wolves? Because obviously they, I think they're playing Torino in the Europa League this week. It might not be this week, but in the in the coming weeks, um, which is obviously a tough game, and and they need to get through into the groups. But is is it now to maybe look? away from Wolves, because if they're not scoring uh, soonish, I imagine most people will drop him and as in Jota. Yeah, they're a bit of a weird one. Jota is in my team, and I re- I, like, I just, I don't know why he's in my team. <laughs> I kind of just, he was one of the first names I picked, just based on his price, and I just didn't really think about it, and I, th- I kind of thought the fixtures looked okay, Same. but he'd and he it just was one of the yeah and he was kind of in form at the end of last year he was in form in pre-season he was he was playing well and they seem to be scoring well but they've just I don't know they just don't seem to be playing they're not playing particularly badly but it's just been I didn't think about it and now I realise when I look back obviously hindsight that um, they probably weren't the best team to start with although King would have been my other option and he doesn't really look like he looks pretty bad as well so I mean obviously Pookie is the pick from those people but not a lot of us would have leaped on him with the really really tough opening fixture so it was quite it was always that was always going to be a weird price point and 
always felt like one person would emerge from it. But um, I'm going to have to, personally, I'm going to hold on to him for a little because I just don't, there's not really anyone else like I want to bring in for him right now and just hope that Wolves just improve a little bit. Um, I definitely wouldn't buy any Wolves in, but if you have them, I don't think it's the worst thing to hold them because they're not yeah. that expensive, you know. I think there's more important bridges to burn with them, the rest of our teams at the moment, but they they look to be playing pretty much the same team as last year. They've not really bought anyone who's broken into the first team. And of course, um, at the back, after we all picked Rui Patricio last season, he's now the number one scoring goalkeeper after two weeks. <laughs> and nobody has him because <laughs> he burnt us all so bad from last season. So uh, that's an interesting one. Um, obviously, making that that fantastic penalty save against uh, the world's worst penalty taker, which is always nice to see that. Um, but yeah, they're, I think... I'd avoid them for now, but I wouldn't. There's no madness, and if you've got one Wolves player, he could be worth holding on to. I think for the moment. Yeah, I mean, as I, as I say again, whether I do end up wild carding or not, or chat with the game next week, and Jota might be one I just keep. If not, I might just like gamble on someone like Wesley, just for fixtures. <sighs> Because, yeah, 6-5 is just a source of frustration at the minute, unless you're an Ashley Barnes owner or a Pookie owner. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. I had one more thing about Bournemouth, but, yeah, I think we kind of covered it. <laughs> we kind of covered it throughout, um, about them being annoying and changing formation and dropping people. Um, and I think they only, they've only they scored a penalty, and Harry, Harry Wilson scored a, a fluky deflected worldy. Um, so we'll finish on uh, on a look at our own teams and, and captain picks. Jay, um, how we, how are you going to line up? Um, and who who's going to who's going to be your captain? Well, on paper, I've got a strong team in my head. Anyway, um, I'm sticking with Salah as captain. Arsenal at home. Obviously, their boys are doing a bit of talking this week. Emery doesn't want to face us. Um. I fancy another goal fest at Anfield. Salah likes scoring at Anfield, so that's common sense, really. Um, but I say I've brought Martial in, so I'm lining up with Heaton in goal. Um, Alexander Arnold, Max Adams, and Kafkars have brought in because I have had Martin Kelly from Crystal Palace, but they go to Old Trafford, so I don't fancy a clean sheet there. And then across the midfield, Bernardo, Salah, Martial, Ceballos who hopefully has a quiet game. Uh, then up top, Aubameyang, Vardy and Callum Wilson. But I may, may be tempted to swap Wilson for Pukki, but I'll have to take a minus four if I do. But I just don't see Wilson scoring at the moment. Um, and if Bournemouth do get a penalty, which he did last week, Josh King takes them. So, yep, he's probably not worth owning at the moment. And fuck Bournemouth, as you basically said that we were going to discuss, but we never... Uh dear. Yeah, absolutely. Eddie Howe, stop changing the team. We we had a we had a set thing last year and we knew what we were doing. Um Mark, who what what's your team looking like and uh, Kane captain, I imagine? 
Uh, so at the moment, I'm sticking with Pope in goal and then Hart as my subkeeper. I'm 3 4 3 again at the moment. So currently, it's Van Dijk, Vertonghen, and Zinchenko. I'll be swapping Vertonghen. I'll probably look to get someone cheaper than Vertonghen at 5.4 just to try and free up some money for a transfer later on. Midfield, I think I'll stick with Salah, Jorginho, Perez and Sterling for now. And up top, it's King, Kane, and at the moment, it's Haller. But again, I think the two subs I've got, it'll be Haller coming out, possibly for Ashley Barnes, possibly for Pukey, and say Vertonghen out. And then I will remember to change my subs when shorter this week as well. <laughs> if I haven't got him, and at the moment, I'm, I'm obviously going to stick with Kane, Newcastle at home, but Bobby's got a fantastic record against Arsenal. So if anybody does have Bobby and and doesn't have Kane or any other Tottenham player that play in Newcastle, I think Bobby might be a shout for a potential captain this week. Hattrick against Arsenal last year, scored two against them, I think, the year before as well. He, he does tend to have a good record against Arsenal, shows up in the big games, and he started the season really, really well. So that would be my outside shout for anybody that's listening that's got Bobby, go for him as captain. And if he flops, it was Guy's suggestion. And if he does well, then it was mine. I'll allow it because he's not going to. It's Arsenal. Um, Simon, your team and captain. So my team captain is going to be Mo and the vice captain on Sterling. Um, I just hope that we can put a few past that uh, dodgy Arsenal back four. Um, And yeah, so I'm lining up with Pope, Nets, Robertson, Van Dijk, Montoya and Firmino. Um, yep, <laughs> what for man? And then in midfield, I've got Mora, Mo, Sterling, Martial, and the absolutely unstoppable pair up front of Puki and Yada, which is a it's not a great looking team, but let's see what happens. Ah, it's going to be wild now. It's going to be wild after we slagged off Wolves. Jota's going to have a mad one, Patrick, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Um. My team, Henderson in goal, Van Dijk, Sionchu, uh, Zinchenko, midfield, Salah, vice-captain uh, at the minute, De Bruyne, Martial, Trossard from Brighton after his seven-point haul on my bench. Stop getting burnt by him again. Um, up front, Jota, um, Pukki, because why not? And I've just triple-captain Harry Kane, because I said it, and I'm going to do it. So I'd move off Kane. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. Holy shit. I've done it. None of us waiting around for double game weeks. So He's gone early, early. I like Kane. Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. Okay. Straight out of the gate. Yeah. <laughs> Just. Right, well, I kind of hope it pays off for you because I think I am going to captain Kane. So I hope it pays I'd, off for you. But at the same I'd time. Move, I'd move off Kane now. <laughs> I'll, I'll be delighted if he don't. I'm normally cursed. Like two years ago, when Mo scored four against Watford, it was one of the only weeks that season I didn't captain him. So I'm thinking, if I don't captain him this weekend, he'll score four against Arsenal, and I'll more than take that. Liverpool winning is more important than fantasy points. It'd be nice to have both. <laughs> it would indeed. In a, well, I'm not greedy, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, Time will tell. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'm going to triple captain Kane, so move off him because he's now cursed and we'll get one point. Um, so there you go, That that's it. Um, we'll finish there, guys. Anything to plug collectively? 
just AI in general, really. The content just keeps getting better and better every week. And stick with us and subscribe to Pro. If anyone is on Pro, I would recommend to listen to the Money Talks pod with Mo and Rob Harris of Man City. That's very interesting. And obviously, it'll wind you up a little bit because of the shit they're getting up to. But Mo is always spot on with the finances in the game. So that's definitely worth listening if you are on Pro. And if you're not, then get involved and I don't have anything else that I've done this is the first part of it in a while so I'll just also echo um, AI as a whole entity lovely stuff lovely stuff and well everyone knows every pod I'm on yeah (laughs) Um, all of them (laughs) yeah all of them Um, so yeah we'll finish up there thank you you three for joining me and thank you everyone for listening at home goodbye Sports Social Podcast Network.